It's the Bachelor Lifestyle. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle. Can I sleep for a minute? It's my first impression, Rose. Prime back to Jay Stewart breaking down all the shows. Welcome back. This is the Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com where we bring you our analysis of all things Bachelor, whether it's The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, or of course the, the crown jewel of the series, Bachelor in Paradise. You won't catch us messing with The, the Bachelor singing competition that they did, because we don't know about that. We didn't follow that, but... The regular, the three main Bachelor properties we cover. And so right now we're covering The Bachelor, Matt James' season of The Bachelor. My name is Brian Beckner. You're probably aware of that. I am joined by someone you're also probably aware of, Mr. Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up? Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to the um, Welcome to the podcast. That has been called the Great White in a sea of Bachelor podcasts, which I think is is a great compliment. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. I actually have heard us called that. Yeah, I mean it's it's been called so. It's it, been, that, yeah, I, I take I take it as you know. There's a lot of podcasts that all fit into this nice group. And then we're just the the terrorizer in the sea of podcasts. We we go against the grain, and we absolutely we're do. not we're not going to apologize either. Um, no. Sometimes when when sometimes when Reality Steve uh, shares podcasts he's been on with us and our viewpoints, we get some very vitriolic um, tweets from his crowd. There, the yes. the millions of housewives across the Midwest yeah, aren't really they're not fans of our. Our, I guess, honesty analysis. There, um, there's a lot of very earnest bachelor watchers in the world that are convinced that these wannabe influencers are coming on a TV show that gets millions of viewers every, usually Tuesday, but this season Monday night. Because they're looking for love. They think that a 21-year-old fashion designer, fashion maven from New York City is coming on a reality TV game show because she's looking to settle down and get married. We and take a more cynical view of that person. And that's that's the difference. That's the difference between this show and our good friend Reality Steve and the people that follow his spoiler-based news feed. What were you gonna say, Jason? And I will add to that that you know that the Midwest housewife who does believe in that and they love to see a love story and they think it's real. Um, you know, they don't take too kindly to the guy talk either. They don't no. want to hear guy talk. No. Um, that, so that, I think that's where the vitriol comes from. But, um, you know, the, another thing I'll add to what you just said is that 21 year old influencer, um, you know how sometimes like major murder trials need to be moved out of the, the area that it was done in because the jury pool has been tainted. I think yeah. that if you're a contestant, on the bachelor right now um like what 95 percent of your life the bachelor has existed we've so we, these, yeah, yeah it's these people are so aware of what this is and they're aware of how to play the game so they're very very rarely is just an untouched unaware uh contestant that that enters this the show no there's not only are the are the contestants and especially on this season, because other than the, the very vintage Ethiopian dental hygienist, <laughs> who's, I believe, claiming to be about 31. And I'm honestly, 
I'm gonna need to. I'm gonna need to see the long form birth certificate on that. And I'm talking front and back. Okay. I think you uh, compared her to Adrian Beltre the last time. Yeah, I did. I did, and that was had to edit that back together because that was first time I've been do. I've been podcasting, not just about the Bachelor, but also the Baller lifestyle, where where Jason Stewart was kind enough to join us on a very deep dive into Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. The YouTube slash Netflix show, The Karate Kid Continuation, Cobra Kai, we discussed last week, episode 354. Go check it out if you haven't already. I've been podcasting for many years now. First time ever. And a lot of times, or almost every time, I'm doing it over the internet with a, with a, either my co-host, Ed Daly, or, or my other co-host, Jason Stewart, remotely. And for the first time ever, I was in the middle of my long rant about how the Ethiopian character on this, the Ethiopian contestant on this season of The Bachelor is very much like Adrian Beltre. She's the Adrian Beltre of the season. You're not allowed to touch her on the head. <laughs> and she's a doubles machine. And also she holds down the hot corner. Uh, in the middle of that, I, we completely lost internet connection. And had to had to wait had to do the the um, online help via hotspot to get it going again before we could reconnect. And you know, you if you listened, you don't notice that because I fixed it in post. It was seamless, by it the way. Seamless. The edit the edit was perfect. The, if, if you if you yeah. haven't revealed this little behind the scenes thing, nobody it's true. Nobody brought attention I, to it. Hey, I like to bring people in our world. The um. Other than the the Ethiopian contestant on this season, and again, long-form birth certificate, front and back, no photocopies. Uh, every, I believe every contestant is around the age of 25 with some, you know, give or take. There's, yep. some, there's a 28-year-old. There's a 21-year-old, which is insane. Yeah. It's crazy. 21. You know how much of an idiot you are when you're 21? You should think about settling down when you're 21. No. And how heady, like, this experience must be for a 21-year-old. I mean, to get to go from a seemingly nobody to the bachelor fame yes, world. I mean, crazy. it's got to be both. Not yes. but ominous, but yes. also like torturous. People are cruel to these people. It uh, it's almost like they have a fashion line and or Instagram page that they need to promote, and that's the reason <laughs> yeah. they're coming on the show. Uh, before we jump into Matt James in this episode, and I know I say this every week, this episode was especially bad. We need to we need to do a little housekeeping in the Bachelor. Or in the, yeah, in the Bachelor world. First, we learned this week that Pilot Pete, who undoubtedly likes to have a lot of sex with many different partners. Let's not forget his windmill antics. Uh, four times in the windmill? Four times in the windmill. Too many. As we've made clear, you can go back and listen to that episode, and they, it's our our opinions have been made clear on that. Mm -hmm. Four four sessions in one night slash morning is much too many. One is one is probably optimal. Two, if you can get those teeth brushed in the morning, you know how I am about that. Pete, pilot Pete, who who did he pick? Who was his finalist? Oh man, you don't want to you don't want to ask me these questions. They broke I, up right away. I honestly don't know, but I do know at some point he chose Kelly, right? right. Who he had initially met in a lobby of a hotel. He had kicked Kelly off, who he'd met before filming, and he kicked right. her off and remember she was very confident that she would not be getting kicked off. She did get kicked off. He ended up picking yep. some blonde, I think. And it didn't work out. Then he, he dialed it back because Pete, he's that kind of dude. He reconnected with Kelly and they've been together for a while until this week. Kelly, or we found out this week, Kelly and Pete, Kelly Flanagan, Pete 
Weber, which I believe is the name of a, a famous professional professional bowler. It is Pete Weber. Pete Weber, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Pete Weber, Norm Duke, some other guys. Pete Weber and Kelly Flanagan are no more. Additionally, we learned this week that original Bachelorette from last season who thought she had met her husband to the point where they had to stop filming and it was like Tommy Lasorda walking out to the mound tapping his left arm (laughs) I need the lefty give me Where's Steve Howe? Mm-hmm. Bring in Steve Howe. I need I need him out of the bullpen. Where's Jesse Orozco? I need a righty. Alejandro Pena. Alejandro Pena, pretty underrated though. I was watching, I went back and watched, you know, d- during the beginning of COVID when they were replaying like the 88 World Series yeah. and League Championship yeah. Series. Alejandro Pena would come in and give you like three shutout innings. No problem. And you know what? The dude threw gas. And it was very... Um, Alejandro Pena was not in any hurry in any facet of his <laughs> yeah, life other than his, he, fast, other than his fastball. He, like, <laughs> he just had that look about him that he's just like uh, interminably, if that's a word, terminally uh, high or yeah. on yes. something where it's, yes. he's just subdued and speaking of uh dodger uh relievers pedro Baez. Uh, well I was, no i was right yeah. in the middle of um of uh the night stalker uh oh. on netflix which is great yeah i don't know if and, i can watch that and i'm thinking what was i doing in 85 and then i always think in baseball championship yeah. years yep um jack clark you know jack clark hit a home run off tom yes. needenfewer yep. i think it was the first time i had thought of tom needenfewer yeah. in years yeah i believe Tom Needenfewer also gave up that home run to Ozzie Smith. Yeah, I think so. In too. that series. And o- Ozzie Smith had one home run the whole season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a Good. tough one. And I so that was back in the day when the games were on the daytime. And I was sitting in my, I was in fifth grade. And I was sitting in my fifth grade classroom. And my teacher, Mr. Amble, he had the game on. <laughs> on the TV, we were watching it. You know, he gave us like he gave us like a worksheet and threw right. on the game. Same thing when the Challenger exploded. Same thing. He'd just throw on the TV. So I was sitting in fifth grade class when uh, when Jack Clark jumped ship on old Tommy Needenfewer. What were we talking about? Alejandro Pena. Oh, they had to call in a reliever for Claire Crawley because she fell in love with Dale Moss and Dale Moss. He's big. So I think he's an ex ex baller. I think he like yep. played tight end at South Dakota or something. Yep. Gorgeous. He's about six five. He's not dissimilar to Matt James. Tall football player. He had those light eyes. Light eyes. He's a he's a mixed race dude with the light eyes. I mean, it's this guy's got the world at his feet. And by the world, I mean any woman he wants. For the most part. Well, he's much younger than Claire Crawley, and apparently the bloom is off the rose. The engagement is off. I'm just going to read a little bit from Us Weekly to catch everybody up. Going through a tough time, Claire Crawley is, quote, a wreck. Shocking. Following her split from fiance Dale Moss, a source exclusively tells Us Weekly, Us confirmed the Bachelorette alums split on Tuesday, January 19th. The South Dakota native, 32, later confirmed the news via his Instagram, writing in a statement that they believe this is the healthiest decision for both of us at this time. (laughs) It's... Yes. It's been four it's been four months. Right. And 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 they're in fear of, of something not being healthy. Like yes. the healthiest yes. decision. Like what could go wrong in four months? How many like how many and you've you've been a single man 
for a great portion of your adult life. Like how many four month relationships have you had? Quite a few. And you know what? It's not that big a deal. It's not, not a super hard breakup. Ending it after ending it after four months is, Hey, we gave it four months. Yes. We're both humans. And obviously the, that chemistry we had early on isn't, um, isn't the same as it is now. And yes. Hey, you're a great person, but well, well, I'm going to move on. Like, it's not about, it's not about anything that's healthy or unhealthy. Yes. It's just that you've dated for the amount of time that human beings date. And yes. you figured out that you could do a hell of a lot better that she's a, she, I mean, God bless her, but she oh, is a pain in the ass. Yeah, she's nuts. She's insane. Um, she's emotional. Un- unwell. And yeah. I'm glad that, I'm glad that we, that we do this because I am on tape or in, in, in digital tape. Yes. Um, I, I called this way back when it was, when this happened, Went out I said, limb. this is not adding up. There's no way that he as, is, I, I, I understood her love and the way she yep. was infatuated with him. Yep. I, I never quite bought that he was reciprocating that. Um, and I, I really, and, and I, I always thought that he's just, he's, 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 he's going to, um, have many amazing yeah. women, gorgeous women, not named Claire. And he was going to regret it as soon as he got into it. And, and yeah. he did. He's a and I hope guy. the bachelor, the, I hope the bachelor doesn't, doesn't, um, uh, give him a safety net here. In other words, they better not make him a bachelor at any not. point. They, they can't not. because because no. he, he he ruined a season basically, or he tried to ruin the franchise um, with this with this stunt. And um, and they they basically just need to to cut ties with the guy because not only did they did he prove them um, as idiots for shutting down their their production and having to bring in a new new talent and everything else. But um, he proved that this show doesn't make long-lasting, loving relationships. That it's very Crazy. much the minority of of couples that last. Yes, absolutely, hundred percent right. Now it is good for us because I don't like. I think Claire's pretty attractive. She she keeps it real tight. She's pretty. I don't know. Any guesses as to how old she is, Jason? She mentioned she mentioned it. I think maybe during uh, during last season. Did she? Thir- at least thirty nine. Yeah, she's she's at least thirty. You nailed it. You nailed it, Jason. Yeah. You're just, you must pay close attention because she yeah. is she is in fact thirty nine years old. Amazing that you were able to pull that off. She barely mentioned it. I don't know what is um what I what I don't know less. It, her age or did she just recently have a parent that passed away? Yeah. Her dad. And also her mom Sick. is in, she's in infirm. She's in a nursing home, yeah. Yeah. but Claire's doing well. She's got that big house in in Sacramento where she's from. She's, she's a hairstylist, which is my number two crazy woman profession <laughs> do you know right. you know what the number one crazy woman profession is um, if you're if you're dating some uh, a woman that has this occupation there's a 87 percent chance you're dating an insane person um bartender that's that's close that's up there service industry is number four Number one, nurse. Think so? High percentage of insane chicks pursue the nursing vocation. Uh, So, RIP Claire and Dale, but kind of good for us because the Bachelor producers have made clear that they are going to produce a season of Bachelor in Paradise. And you gotta have Claire out there just <laughs> straight oogin' it. There's no way. There's no way she she has far too much 
pride to go on yet another uh, bachelor season, you, whatever. Because she's done all of them, right? She got engaged on the Winter Games. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like, I assume like me, you uh, tuned out of pro wrestling at the appropriate age of about 10 years old. It, but yeah. it's it's like when there's, you know, two guys are going at it in the ring in pro wrestling and they'll be like, they'll be like, all of a sudden some music will start playing in the arena as if, as if someone shows up and they, and they, somebody just like knows to hit the CD. It's like a big accident, but they're like, holy shit. Is that, is that Ricky Steamboat's music? And then all like down the ramp comes Ricky Steamboat and he jumps in the ring and starts piling on the guy. How's, <laughs> is that like a foul though? Well, like, how's that allowed? They're always like, Oh, get him out of there and keep the match going. I don't, but imagine it's, it's the bachelor in paradise season and <laughs> everybody's like, you know, we're, we're in like week five of the show and people are in relationships. There's Dean and Kaylin. There's, that what clay and that other chick, <laughs> you know, but like new people, not those, those are just examples. It'll be well, new it's, people. It's going to be the, the women that Pete ousted. Right. Kelly Flanagan. Oh, Victoria F the frog hog. She'll be there for That's sure. Right. I believe, I believe her and murderer Chris souls have broken up. <laughs> so it'll imagine everybody's, all loved up on the beach. And then all of a sudden somebody's like, Oh my God, is that Claire Crawley's music? <laughs> and she comes down and she's like in a bikini. Cause she keeps it tight. You know, she might be 39, yeah. but the body's about 32. And she comes yeah. down and she's got, she's got like a cover up over the bathing suit, but the cover ups like mesh. So you can see the, the her bikini. And mm -hmm. she just like, start, and she's got like those like kitten heels on that, mm -hmm. you know, chicks wear to the pool sometimes. And she just struts in there. And all of a sudden, I mean, talk about like a, a relationship tester. You bring, you bring in a coog like that. Who's also <laughs> nuts. Like, I don't know how you don't have Claire Crawley on that show. I just don't know how you who do was, it. Who was that doofus? I mean, he's, he's a really good guy, but who's that doofus who, fell in love with Claire after, after one date. And then he was so in love with her that he didn't continue on with the bachelor and having some fun with dudes at a free resort with a real hot chick. What was that oh. guy's name? I bet if they do do yes. bachelor in paradise, yep. they, they would have to come up with that storyline yep. and bring him that back. That was the former O lineman that you yeah. kept confusing with the wildlife manager. I believe his name right. was Jason. Uh, Jaden, Jason, Jason, or Jason. It's not Jaden though. No, it's Jason. What's your name? <laughs> yeah, but there was a Jaden. That's why it's confusing. Oh, right. Well, you could be right, but I believe it was Jason. Yeah. Real name. He was too, he had born his, he had bared his soul to Claire Crawley on that season. And he was, he couldn't continue. It was too much. It was too much to go on. He had fallen in love. And basically like he told her, something like very mundane about himself that he'd been, I can't even remember, but it's <laughs> like, I'd been holding on to the, I think it was like a body image thing. Cause he used to be an O lineman and you know, like a lot of O linemen when they quit playing the game, they stop eating 17,000 calories a day and they lean out. Yeah. Take for I instance, had, I think he admitted to something that, um, that a former contestant admitted to one of the guys that really kind of, I forget what the name of the guy was, but the guy who admitted to uh, being born again because he crushed so much ass <sighs> in high school. Luke P. You're talking about Luke, <laughs> Luke P. Luke P. I think he. I think he had some of that in him. I think he had a a past of of womanizing, using using and abusing. Uh, yes. Uh, women. Yes. And, well, we don't. We, yeah. Beyond that. Yes. Yeah. We don't abuse women. Of course that's, that's not. Of course not. But he was. That's, you know. It's. It's a two-way street, these relationships, but a lot of times, yes. We remember Luke P, his he had to reform himself. And Luke P was he was disgusting. This Jason guy was seemed much nicer than Luke P. And at least 
one foot taller, 12 inches taller, solid, maybe 15, much taller. Um, So very sad. Apparently, Claire is having a hard time with it. They confirmed the split just yesterday. She, quote, she really fell hard for Dale and saw a future with him. Yeah, we saw it. We saw you fall hard. We saw you being stupidly in love after one one meeting. Tough. Oh, Us Magazine reported on Tuesday that the pair were trying to work through various issues, but ultimately their relationship caused friction with Dale's friends and family. A second (laughs) source shared that they simply could not get on the same page. You know, a lot of times, a lot of times you're in a relationship with somebody and it's, and rightly, cause I've been in this position, people don't tell you what they really think about you and the other person. And then after the relationship, they're like, dude, what were you? She was so pretentious. I knew it wasn't right. going to last. What were you thinking? No doubt. But apparently people were, people were whispering to Dale. Quote, Claire and Dale did not agree on a lot of things in the long run when they sat down and really discussed the future of their relationship. Really? Well, he probably yeah, didn't want to move to Sacramento. They had, been so fi- they had been fighting a lot oh. as of late. Claire started many of the arguments. <laughs> And Dale, oh man, I've been there, dude. Dale, I feel you. And Dale would try not to rock the boat too much, but it all became too much for both of them. They finally realized that perhaps they did move too quickly after (laughs) all. Wow. Hey, sometimes you got to go through it. Crawley, oh, this gives a good little history too. Crawley first appeared on Juan Pablo Calavisa's season of The Bachelor in 2014. She went on to appear on season one of Bachelor in Paradise, which aired in 2014, and season two, which aired in 2015. The California native got engaged to Benoit Beausejour Savard, (laughs) Frenchman. In February 2018, after the pair appeared on Bachelor Winter Games. I didn't watch that season. They split that April. Shocking. Well, we hope the best for Claire. And by the best, I mean, we hope she shows up on Bachelor in Paradise, where she belongs. What a career. What a career. Hey, hey, She's a career bachelor. It's it's worked out for her. Have you seen that house she lives in in Sacramento? I mean, yeah, it's in Sacramento. Jason... You used to live in Sacramento. That's where you did your beefs. Sure, exactly. Wow. Unbelievable. Uh, Okay, let's get to this season. And I mean, Claire is the most interesting thing we're going to talk about because Matt James' season is is chugging along and there's just not enough happening to fill out two hours. Uh, On a regular season of The Bachelor, Jason, there's not enough to fill out two hours. And now they're all in one spot. There just isn't enough content there to fill two hours of TV. Bring us up to date. What happened this week? I think episode three and the Matt James season will forever be known as the episode when everyone in the country got sick of Sarah's shit. Um, Sarah is a drag. At the end of this episode, as emotional as it was, I was so happy to see her go. Now, don't get me wrong. Who knows if she's going to come back in some dramatic form. But as of right now, Sarah, who, you know, last week we told you looks like the daughter on uh, Schitt's Creek. She fainted at the end of the second episode. She yeah. was on the stand with the rose ceremony. That's how and the episode ended. Yep. With the rose, and then the paramedics came and all this stuff. We 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 surmised that it was probably just she didn't have dinner, had some champagne. It was like four a.m. and she 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 lost it. So um, Sarah has fallen 
for our guy Matt James. She makes that clear. She she's in. She's she's gone. Uh, Claire Crawley. She wishes she could, the Bachelor would stop after two episodes for them, just like it did for uh, for Claire and our guy Dale. Uh, but that's not going to happen. Um, and as Queen Victoria put it um, in, in a soundbite, and Queen Victoria, the, the most obvious plant in the history of the show, actually had a pretty good soundbite. She says, this is The Bachelor, not the Sarah show. But Sarah <laughs> didn't get the memo. <laughs> and and that, was, that was actually pretty like spot on to what this was. It, Sarah is all about Sarah and her feelings. She, um, yeah, totally. But they all are. You know, that's it's, it's just she's getting she's able Sarah's able to maximize it because she had the one on one that went really well. She got a rose like they're all there for their uh, for themselves. But Sarah is doing the best job of it. There's like um, this perfect storm of things that just kind of led to her departure. And I don't I don't mind giving away the fact that she departed it's it's because it's 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 kind of like a, a, a mass, massive relief for us viewers it's, but if yeah. if, if you want to if you want to kind of like do like a brief summary of her 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 episode she faints gets the attention of matt she um at the at the the group date announcement or what have you she admits to the room of women that she um She's starting to get jealous and that, that, you know, this show, she didn't know that she would be falling as fast as she, as she has. And other women are like, okay, yeah, whatever. Um, and I think that at, at that juncture, you're kind of like, okay, there's always one person on, on a, a season of this, uh, franchise that falls too fast, uh, gets caught up in it. And says basically admits, I I knew what I was getting myself into, but I didn't know that that I would be overcome like this. Now Sarah is also dealing with a father who has ALS, who she informed Horrible. Matt last week is counting the days. I mean, they gave him three to five years, yep. and she says that he has surpassed five it's years. Been fi- past five years, which means she, any day. She has taken the considerable amount of time to quarantine and do a season of the bachelor, um, and, and presumably quarantine for more before she's, she's let home, um, on that's her choice. Right. But she really put a clock on things last week, but, but ultimately I think she kind of used that as the excuse to, to leave because she isn't emotionally prepared. She isn't emotionally mature enough to handle what this show is, and that is the show, the production doesn't give a shit about your feelings. The show wants to make good TV, and it's going to put a lot of landmines in there for you to get upset and emotional, and fucking Sarah stepped on every landmine. No, it's it's great. Sarah's last two episodes were basically the Claire and Dale's relationship of this season. She, she had the one-on-one date. We both had her as a top three contestant last week. She had Mm -hmm. the one-on-one date. Dale was feeling it. And you know, Sarah's pretty cute. She's pretty cute. She's pretty down to earth. She was a news anchor somewhere market. 318. We don't even know. Like, it could have been even a local station in Palm Springs. We don't know. She, but she, things were going good. She, he wasn't sure that she was going to be vulnerable and open up. That's always a problem on these shows. Is she going to open up and share herself? She did. She told the ALS thing, which I thought was kind of weird because it's not really anybody's business on a first date to talk about that. Right. Then she was, she was in the fucking penthouse. She gets the rose. She and then all of a sudden, she's standing there at the rose ceremony, faints, and it's just and it just all downhill from there. She goes, and this is why you can't have these things at all in one place. She goes, interrupts a group date 
ruins yes. everybody's group date. Her guts are hated immediately by everybody. Then she bounces out of the group date, goes, doesn't come out of her hotel room for like a couple of days. Everybody's right. like, where the fuck is she? And then they get another group date card. She just shows up like, hey, hey can I sit down? Is it, can I slide in there? <laughs> Everybody's scowling at her, disgusted. Right. I was disgusted because in a two-hour episode, one hour and 17 minutes of it were about Sarah. Yeah, and when she... There, there was that part where Matt came to pick up the one-on-one -on -one date, this poor chick. Um, he says, uh, where's Sarah? And they're like, well, she hasn't come out of her room all day. And he he tells the girl that he's going on a date with, hold on for five minutes. And he goes up to Sarah, the time suck of the season, and he just starts trying to placate her. Like, she's upset. Thinking about going home, he talks her out of it. They're rolling in bed, kissing and making out. It probably took like 15 minutes. Then he comes down and he asks the woman that uh, that he's going on a date with, um, and 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 you ready? And she's like, Yeah, I guess Serena P. Um, but that that was yet another thing that she she um, she made him go upstairs and spend time with her yet again after having uh, crashed the group date. After having um, fainted on the rose ceremony, she's just the time suck. And so everybody's getting like livid, all the women. Um, and I think it, I think it ultimately is a bad look because they have this this dynamic going where whenever someone uh, connects with a contestant, um, that automatically creates the dynamic where all the other women are jealous because someone has a connection. So you have this like coinciding feeling with these women and you get them in one room and they just attack her. Like they did bully her. This wasn't a made up thing. They were, they were fucking attacking the shit out of her for what she's been doing. And I think it was a combination of two things. They were pissed off that, that she's been the time suck of the season and she's gotten more time with Matt and s quit uh, crying and stepping on our toes. And they smelled blood, right? They had heard that she was questioning whether she was going home or not, and they wanted to push her over the yep. edge. Yep. They smelled because she's the threat. So it was the combination of both those things that made for a very uncomfortable scene. And then you throw in the, the plant the plant of a lifetime, uh, Victoria, Queen Victoria, and she, the only thing that she's there for is to incite shit. So she was the one that was kind of leading the insults and they just completely belittled this chick. Like they were, they were completely, um, it wasn't, I think at some point during the season, if Matt doesn't do it next, next episode, maybe in the women tell all, I guarantee the bachelor is going to double back and do something about bullying. Like there's going to be a moment where they're not going to be proud of that, of that episode and that little, that little thing that they just had. I have a feeling there's going yeah. to be some kind yeah. of a, a yes. reconciliation. No, um, it wouldn't surprise me. Like Sarah took a lot of incoming. Clearly she was overcome by the bubble of the show. And guess what? She's not the first. It's an intense. Nope. That's why the show has been on for so long. It is an intense <laughs> thing to be like, Hey, I'm dating this guy. Like he just told me I was special. He gave me a rose. We went in the hot tub. He was rubbing my leg. Like things are escalating. I'm going to win this show. And the next day, he's got a different chick in the hot tub. Like it's, <laughs> and it's not like you're dating in the real world. A guy, you know, you go on one date with a guy and he makes you think he's special or girl could go either way. And the next day he's got somebody else in the hot tub telling her she's special. You don't know about it it's a, in real life. You don't know about it. But when you're in this bachelor bubble, they make you very aware of everything <laughs> that the guy is doing yes. and it 
fucks you up. How could it not? It's human nature to be like, what? Wait, what's wrong with me? He told me yesterday it was me. I thought I was going to fucking run the table here wire to wire. But no, I don't know what's going on. I'm confused. And also, I got a sick dad at home and I need to update my tape. I need to get my air check out to try to get another gig possibly in a little bit better market than Palm Springs. Uh, So I don't blame Sarah for what happened. I thought she got a bad edit. I thought all these other chicks were kind of bitches to her, especially Victoria. They were, they were super jealous and mean. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. They left that in the edit. Like when, when the producers got together there, if that was what they edited, there must've been a lot more bullying. I mean that because that was harsh. It was hard to watch. And it, and if you didn't catch on, if you're, if you're weren't watching with a critical eye, I don't know. You don't, you never know when they're, when they do the interviews, but just after, just in the sequence that they were playing where she passed out on the, on the bleachers, on the rose ceremony bleachers. And you know, these, these rose ceremonies, they take a lot longer than you think to shoot. They got to get everything from every angle. They got, everything's got to be set up. People's faces need to be dabbed. They probably have, Oh, we didn't get it. Can we do that again? So she's, they're standing there longer than it looks. But as soon, while that was playing out, they cut away to somebody's interview and they were like, Hey, she passed out when I was getting my fucking rose. Like what the fuck? Like they were mad at her. (laughs) For having a right. medical emergency. And they were like trying to low, l- low keep, low, slow play it. And the chick they were interviewing was doing, um, she was interviewing herself like former Dodgers manager Jim Tracy used to do. Was I, should we have, should I have pinch hit for Hesop Choi? I don't know. She, <laughs> she was interviewing herself. She's like, was I, was it the time I was getting my rose? Yes. Was, was I annoyed that, uh, that she passed out at that time? Yeah. Should I have been? No. But does it matter? <laughs> no, it doesn't because I was still annoyed. I needed to process my emotions of getting a rose. Yeah. And that's why, I mean, to address what you just said, there's a, that's why it's so weird um, that all, all these women, like we see every year, have been raised on The Bachelor. It's it's amazing that the casting is able to find these emotionally, um, I don't know, kind of emotionally um, susceptible people still that still fall for this shit. And even though she kept saying, "I knew what I'm getting into," I I just didn't think that it would that it would hit me this hard. Like to enter this show. You need to throw out all convention when it comes to relationships. Like, believe it or not, like in real life, three months after you propose to a woman, you don't watch a TV show seen by tens of millions of people of her making out with the other guy the night before you propose to him. Yes, absolutely. You have to throw out convention completely, and it just shocks me that they keep getting people that fall for this. But um, Sarah, just to kind of put a button on her, she she basically got bullied by the other ones. Uh, Vibrator chick Katie, the one that brought brought a vibrator out of the limo, she ends up being the voice of reason. Yes. Um, She comes into the room as the only one that kind of, with an olive branch, saying, what's going on, Sarah? And Sarah reveals to her that her dad has ALS. Katie's actually pretty well-spoken and pretty emotionally sound for someone who brought a vibrator um, into the introduction scene. Yes, absolutely. She's She's done herself proud. And she actually admitted to her, she's like, I was not comfortable with what we just saw down there. That, in other words, that that did suck for you. What's going on? And then she basically just kind of nudges her towards leaving the show. And then Sarah gets in the uh, this SUV limo or whatever it is, SUV, to travel all the way about 100 feet to his room <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> I love to, that. To, to tell Matt. Yeah. That she's out, and he gave it every ounce of his being to try to talk her back into it, and she left. So as far as we know, Sarah is not on 
the season of the bachelor anymore, but who knows what'll happen. That's a, that's a good point. And this Matt guy, he's, he's very smooth, but it's, it almost does him a disservice to say that he's very smooth because he seems really genuine. He's like, don't leave. You know, I know it's hard. Hang in there. And then he goes, how can I help? He goes, what if I came by every day and checked on you? Right. Right. What if I stopped? Dude, there's, there's 20 something chicks there still. He's like, (laughs) imagine if he said that to every single one of them. He's like, what if I popped? What if I just popped in on you to make sure you're doing okay every single day? Cause I'll do that. I mean, panty dropper. he stopped just short of saying, why don't you just stay here with me? Yes. <laughs> which I mean, pretty much. Which he's, like, been funny. he's like, just I got a suite. Yeah. Why don't, you, why don't you sleep with me? It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll um, snuggle you. So, so, I mean, kind of good riddance to Sarah in that by yes. the end of this episode, I was, I was sick of her too. Yeah. Um, I, I liked her. I felt bad for her. She was in, she was in over her head. It was, it was probably best that she left. There was too much going on in her life. And even Matt told her, he's like, you know, when you're ready, because she clearly is not ready to start a relationship. He's like, when you're ready, some guy's going to be really lucky. And that guy is going to be one of the guys that shows up on Bachelor in Paradise, where Sarah will be for sure. And to, to tell the listeners, like, how much of a time suck Sarah was, um, unless I'm wrong, I'm looking through my notes, maybe I'm... Maybe, I don't recall there being a third date. In other words, they only got through a a group date and a one-on-one date. Yeah, that's right. And I don't think they did a third date no, they before had, they, the, the two hours ran out, yeah, right? They, they had a group date where... They had to write uh, erotica yes. to the contestants. That was disgusting. Yeah. That was so uncomfortable. Well, they, I've and, got a few thoughts on that. And also the bleeping. Well, we could talk about it, but Rachel... The odds on favorite for this season. She's, she's 22. She, is she really? Oh no. Oh no. She is so freaking cute. I don't know how he picks anybody else this season. And I'm, yes, I'm disgusted with myself that for saying a 22 year old is cute, but I, I mean, in, in, in the parameters of the bachelor is what I mean. Like she's, yeah. she's an obvious favorite on this season. I don't know how anybody else wins. It's it's that type of season of The Bachelor. She gets the rose on the group date, but then he goes on the then he goes on the one on one with Serena P, and things are looking pretty good between them. This is a guy who is not leaving any stones unturned, yeah. and I respect that. Yeah. If you're gonna be, go on this show. Like live every single date to the fullest. And that includes making out in the hot tub with the third out of three one-on-one dates. All of them seem to end where they could, like at the end of the date, you're like, well, he could easily, she could easily win. Um, that chick, Serena P at said at some point that I think I'm falling in like with, uh, with Matt then at the end, she told him, she's like, earlier I said I'm, I'm falling in like, but I see myself falling, excuse me, falling oh, in love. Yeah, falling yes. in love with you. And um, and he gives her the rose. Everything's hunky-dory with Serena P. After they had uh, ridden horses and uh, eaten charcuterie, and then got into the hot tub after the dinner. Um, but yeah, this guy, this guy's not really, um, he's not kind of holding back. Like he, you can tell that he's trying to give his heart to all of these things yeah. and he seems sincere. I haven't seen any red flags with this guy. Yep. Usually I could smell out a, uh, totally. a phony pretty yeah. quick, like, like Nick. Our Our guy Nick's Nick, disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, you could be like the second he walks into the room, you could tell he's a slimy scumbag. Yeah. Um, this guy, I I can't pick up on any of his tells. So mm-hmm. that tells me that maybe he really is uh, a sincere uh, contestant here. He seems legitimately sincere. And m- my dude, like I don't haven't really checked the outfits yet, 
but I can only imagine that he's got to walk around every time he comes in for a cocktail party, rose ceremony, a group date. He needs to be wearing hip waders <laughs> because the dude shows up and a river of moisture <laughs> flows forth from this season's contestants on The Bachelorette. I mean, the dude is good. Uh, what did you what What are your thoughts on the group date, Jay? All right. Well, I mean, j- just real quick and. I think we uh, we've we've been saying in recent seasons that, you know, this show used to be kind of bashful about the sexual stuff. They used to be like very innuendo and really they would kind of giggle when they would do innuendo and then move on. And now it's just become fully admitting sex. I mean, four times in a windmill is an example of just saying, okay, we have sex on these dates and this is what happens. Um, And then they had this droop date that started, and I made this note, I have to point this out. So um, it's become a, a regular thing that whenever they have a group date, the producers uh, have them try to guess what the group date is. So if they if they read a card and they're like, um, Stacy, um, w- let's try to see if we can find love tonight or something. And then they all kind of gather around like, Ooh, sounds like a scavenger hunt. I wonder if it's like a, maybe it's an egg hunt or something or a mystery or something. Right. So they, they have this whole uh, exercise after that, that they have to do, even though the clue is so vague that yes. they, they have to try yes. to guess what it is. Listen to this one. It's, <laughs> it's a group date. And, uh, and the card reads today is a surprise for everyone. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. And Sarah asks the room, "What do you guys think it is?" <laughs> like, yeah. It could be anything under the stars, like right. anything that you could possibly do on a resort with uh, yes. it looks like acreage acres of wilderness. Yes. Um, it could be anything, and sh- they force somebody to ask the room, "What do you think it is?" Yes. When yes. the 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 hint on the card is so fucking vague. vague. Yes. Uh, but anyways, I always think that's funny. Like it's, it's, it's a stupid exercise that I always laugh at. Yes. Um, but, um, as we, as we, I've been saying anyways, Harrison got a new contract and he has to be utilized more in the dates. And he's horrible. They, they do this weird thing where, uh, he tells the girls, he walks into the room, Harrison does. And he says, Matt and I just, just got done talking. And, uh, and he, uh, really wants to be start, he wants to be comfortable being uncomfortable. He wants to really get out of his comfort zone. And he's asked me to put together the dates. Like he's announced to the room for some reason that Harrison, that he is, is putting together the ideas for the dates, which I found weird. And what do they do first? Uh, they walk into a room where our old friend, Ashley, I, uh, and Ashley fame is, reading at a microphone these real sexual um i guess uh passages from a book that she's reading right mm-hmm. well guess what book she's reading she's reading the the romance novel that chris harrison wrote three years ago that has to be awful what i didn't they catch sh- that yeah. and they show they, they show the book as in, you can get it on Amazon right now. It was it was the worst shill for Harrison, and like I said, it only proves my theory that he he's he wants to become more ingrained in the show. I can't believe they did that. It was it was it. Disgusting. I was embarrassed for him. I was Disgusting. embarrassed for the producers that had to do that. Disgusting. And what? So because because he wrote this romance novel. And she was reading passages. Uh, the the game that he came up with was for the women to write a story about them and Matt. And they all uh, took turns like reading from uh, something they had written that was downright sexual. Some women were more shy than the others. Our girl, our Queen Victoria, um, she used disgusting. a lot of sex and blue language. In other words, um, I know they have to beep it out for TV. Yeah. yeah. They don't have to beep it out for like the internet or something. I want to see what, what, 
what exactly Dude, she wrote because it was all beeps. It was like they're reading passages, and now were they reading their own? Yes, yeah. they wrote it. So they were reading. There's they wrote these, and they're all horrible writers, right? But they they write these things, and like Victoria's is like Matt walks into the room and beep 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 my thighs beep 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 he reaches for beep 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 it's like okay they show they show the reaction of the uh audience which they brought the rest of the women in who of course included sarah yes and they were disgusted like they were like holy shit i was disgusted but I couldn't understand. I didn't know what she was saying. Well, Anna, Anna, who I think you have said they don't need a plant because this Anna chick is crazy. The copywriter. They didn't have to beep this, but what they left in was basically she, um, and her character and her story looks down at Matt's excitement and thinks he truly is the full package. (laughs) <laughs> yes, of course, of course. So, so she she uh, she's writing about his cock, but and they left that in most of the most of the dirty stuff they beeped, um, and of course, vibrator chick loved this. She was getting nice and raunchy on us, yeah, Katie. Uh, and re- I, I was thinking in the back of my head, I'm like, uh, Matt is very religious. He's the first bachelor that has started his season with like a prayer. I don't yeah. know how, how he's yeah. getting this. He's playing it off pretty good, but yeah. I don't know if he, I think he's silently judging these sluts or these wow. women. Jeez, Jeez Jason. <laughs> these these yeah. women that are, let, let, me, right. yeah, let me clarify that. Women that are writing these kind of uh, sensuous, overly sexual passages. <laughs> um, but I think he's kind of judging them because in the uh, after party, uh, one of the women sits down with him and I forget who it was. And I think it, what was it? Uh, Brie, who he's already had a one-on-one date. He's already made out with her, almost killed her on the, on the, on the, the four wheeler. Um, she was basically like, I can't believe some of those, uh, passages like, yeah. And she's like, I kind of, I kind of, um, took, you know, I, I wasn't as, as into the details as they were. And, uh, and he was basically like, yes, you know, leave some for the imagination. In other words, totally, totally that. So I, I kind of confirm my, my thing where I think that he, he was judging them. Uh, it made for pretty good TV, but, um, Rachel was one of the women that wrote in, and, and she had a good impression at the after party, um, they had a, a long kiss. You could tell he's really into her as well. Um, and she got the rose. Yep. So the problem, obviously, with the group date was that the br- vibrator chick, Katie, was talking to Matt. Sarah comes in, who wasn't even on the date, interrupts that, and Katie's pissed. Um, and Katie goes back to the other women and says, guess what just happened? They all get pissed. So that kind of started the, uh, the, the resentful, uh, bitterness that we ended up seeing in the bully scene. But, um, I just, I wanted to like that whole thing, that whole, uh, group date was based on Chris Harrison's book that he wrote three years ago. Like, in his head, he's thinking, "How do we get my book back and in, back into the conversation?" Like, you know, I, I want I want our viewers to go to Amazon and buy my book, and it was just such a shill, and it disgusted me. Totally agree. It was I didn't I didn't realize I wasn't as what might come as a surprise to you, Jason. I wasn't watching super closely, so I missed a lot of these details, and I'm glad you caught this because. That stuns me. Oh, yeah. They, one, Chris Harrison wrote a romance novel. Yes. And B, they incorporated it into The Bachelor episode. I mean, I Disgusting. I remember, I remember when he wrote it. It's, it's kind of from, like, sounds familiar. After a season on the After the Rose or whatever, they promoted it. That's whatever. That's fine. But like three years after the fact, I, I just it, it was so disgusting. 
Um, but yeah, it, to me that for for a show that has a lot of lows, that was that was one of them. All time um, low. But the the episode just ends because Sarah leaves. I don't know. I honestly don't remember. And I know you don't pay attention close enough to know either. I don't know what the third date is. If they're going to get to the third date, I don't know. Because um, what what Sarah? I'm sorry. Yeah, what Sarah did uh, that we haven't mentioned when she was telling Matt that she's leaving and she was crying and she was thinking about her dad. Um, she did not leave out the fact that they mercilessly attacked her back at the yes. house. Yep. So I think I think uh, Matt's going to have going to have kind of a heart to heart with these women about that. And I, like I said, I think the show feels compelled to address that. That was some uh, that was some blatant bullying. Um, it was disgusting. I yeah. I don't know if I've missed anything else in the episode, but I have one more thing to mention. Unless you you really want to talk about something that happened. No. Um, there's some really bad news in the, uh, after show preview of next week. Did you see it? No, hit me in the preview for next week when they finally do go to a rose ceremony. And this is awful. Just awful. Uh, five new women show up in limousines. Oh my God. There's too many as it is. Yes, it was a record-breaking number already. Is this is this that is this that Virgin Heather that they've been promoting from from Peter's season? Maybe she's one of them. I know she I know she does make a return at some point, but five new women come into the whole thing and then they sh- they show the 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 existing women like crying over it and stuff, but like uh, that to me wasn't like a, a good a tease. I'm less likely to watch and like next week's episode as opposed to like looking forward to it. That sounds awful. I, I totally agree with you there. We got enough. We got too many. Yes. We, don't, we don't need more. There, there's enough contestants. There's, I need the show to get down to like eight right. women because <laughs> there's too many. I don't know who they are. I don't know. None of them are going to win. Like they built up that whole thing with Marilyn and Victoria. We haven't even talked about that. Of course, Marilyn went home. It's so yeah, predictable. Right. <laughs> she got the shaft. Yeah, she did. She really, she's like, Marilyn's, Marilyn's been saying mean things to me. And, and I had to leave her room and Marilyn's like, what? Oh my God. If you think that I'm sorry, like totally Right. bowed down and kissed the yeah. ring of Victoria and then got kicked off for her trouble. I mean, come on. You're right. They, they didn't pay a whole lot of service to that. Marilyn got railroaded. There's somebody who's home right now who got, did just completely got the shaft. Like something was made up about her and he bought the person that was making it up. The total plant who doesn't have a future in the show um, and sent home some woman that he may have had interest in at some point, but that, that is the nature of this show. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's, it's too much. It's too juiced. It's too ridiculous. It's like enough. It's just, just do the bachelor. Like the, the contestants will be crazy. It doesn't, you don't need like, look what happened to Sarah. Sarah went nuts. Like you yes. don't need a Victoria there. It's you're, you're taking time away from the girls that are actually going to be <laughs> naturally crazy. That's true. All right. Give it, give us your top three. Um, yeah. I mean, Rachel more than ever. Um, but I mean, I think somebody online, somebody in our Twitter feed and maybe it was Faye. I kind of agree with her that Bree is a dark horse and that um, she's quiet, but you could tell he's really into her. Um, And again, this, if you watch the Serena P date, you assume that she's got to be one of the front runners. Now I, I don't see it, but if you saw the date that they gave every indication that she's going to last a long time. Um, yeah, it's you know that's what this show does. Hold on, who's Bree? Hold on, she's a, I mean, there's oh not, she's, yeah, she's pretty unremarkable. No, there's she's, nothing that sticks out about her. She's a really she's, cute black girl. She's yeah, a cute girl. Yeah. yeah, she. Um, I could see her 
definitely making a run. I don't, I just, this thing is Rachel's to lose at this point. That's, I just, unless she bows out, I don't, uh, I don't see anybody taking this from her. You know, she doesn't seem to be, she seems to be pretty level headed. Yeah. Um, and she seems a tad bit naive, which might help her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's, she's good. I, um, and also just, just for clarification, because I'm on the bachelor website right now, Rachel is 24. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Mari, Mari. We'll see what happens. I like, I like Mari. Mari's very attractive as well. I just, it's hard because she kind of affects the Kardashian look. (laughs) <laughs> which is, you know, kind of like doesn't give you the best hope for her intentions. But I like, I, I would say Rachel and Mari are my two front runners. And you know who I like, and she's not going to win, but I liked her last week. And it looks like, I, I believe from the previews, they're setting her up to have some beef with some people. MJ. The, the um, curly haired blonde. Oh yeah, no, she's hair, got an attitude. Hairstylist yeah, can, from Ohio, big fan she, of hers. I love hairstylists from Ohio. <laughs> she was kind of leading the bullying. She got she got everyone kind of uh, amped up, and we can't you can't excuse Kayla, the one from uh, his home state of North Carolina that brought a pickup to the yeah. first night. Yeah. I think, uh, they have a connection too. Yeah. Kayla. Yeah. Kayla. She's the lawyer. Yep. Right. That's it. Wait, hold on. I got no healthcare, healthcare advocate. advocate, healthcare yeah. advocate. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we need to get them narrowed down. Now I got to learn. I got to learn five more. That's what it's I'm saying. Too man. many. That's, it's such a drawback. That's the problem. It's too many. Just let the ones that are there go crazy. Trust me, it'll happen. Yes. It's they, you figure they would know. All right, let's let's wrap it up. Until next week. Excellent job as always, Jason. Thank you for that. Got it. For Jason Stewart. My name is Brian Beckner. This has been the Bachelor Lifestyle from the Ball Lifestyle.com. We will see you next time.